Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Great to have you here with us on this Monday. Today's show is brought to you by Stat Hero. This episode of Locked On Blue Devils brought to you by Stat Hero, as Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups that you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. On today's show, we talk about the Duke men's basketball loss to North Carolina and Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. In segment two, we'll talk about what all went wrong for the Blue Devils and ACC tournament preview coming up. And then finally, in segment three today, we recap the weekend of sports in Duke Athletics. My name is J.J. Jackson. I proudly serve as the host of Locked On Blue Devils. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Today is not an edition of Mailbag Monday, but Mailbag Monday is always one of our favorite podcasts to do. So if you have any questions at all, about Duke men's basketball, Duke football, whatever it may be, send us an email, LockdownBlueDevils at gmail.com, or reach out in our Twitter DMs, again, at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I will answer your questions in our next edition of Mailbag Monday. Thank you for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen every single day. Let's get right into today's show. On Saturday night, the North Carolina Tar Heels came into Cameron Indoor Stadium and defeated our Duke Blue Devils by a score of 94-81. to Of course, Duke, the number four team in the entire country, brings their regular season to a close in what was the final home game for Duke men's basketball head coach Mike Krzyzewski, who's set to retire at the end of the season, as we well know, after 42 years leading the Duke program. Duke finishes the year with a 26-5 record on the season, 16-4 in ACC play as the Blue Devils are ACC regular season champions and now get set to play in the ACC tournament starting on Thursday will be Duke's first matchup in the quarterfinals. They've got a double bye to the quarterfinals as the number one seed in the ACC tournament. Duke led on Saturday by two points at halftime and had a couple of different seven-point leads in the second half, but ultimately North Carolina was able to pull away and beat Duke on Saturday night inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. Taking a look at some of the numbers for our Duke Blue Devils, Wendell Moore Jr. was three of eight from the floor, five rebounds, seven assists, eight points in 35 minutes of action. Paula Bencaro, 11 of 26 from the floor, one of five from three-point range, 23 points, five rebounds, five assists, and 38 minutes. Again, 26 shot attempts for Paulo. That's a career high for him playing for Duke this season. Shot it a lot. 15 of his 23 points came in the first half and uh, was not as efficient during that second half of play. A.J. Griffin, two of five from the floor, one of three from three-point range, 34 minutes, just five points for A.J., three rebounds and two blocks. Mark Williams in 26 minutes of action, 8 of 11 from the floor, 16 points and 13 rebounds. Trevor Keels was 4 of 12 shooting from the floor, 2 of 7 from three-point range, 12 points and 36 minutes. Off the bench, Duke only played two players. Just seven guys saw the floor for Duke. I just gave you the numbers for the starters. The two guys off the bench, Theo John, 2 points, 2 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 10 minutes of competition. 
Theo picked up a flagrant one foul against Armando Baycott. He was definitely into the game animated. He's had some Twitter back and forth and Instagram back and forth with Caleb Love from UNC. So Theo was ready to play, uh, but only 10 minutes of action out there on the floor. Jeremy Roach, 15 points, five of six shooting from the floor, one of one from three-point range, 21 minutes. Jeremy Roach did a really good job of driving and finishing at the rim, knocked down that shot from the outside. Uh, had a good game coming off the bench for Duke although Jeremy did not have any assists in the game, which is typically what you want to see out of your point guard, as we well know. UNC out-rebounded Duke 37-34. Why is that significant? Well, because in the first meeting, North Carolina lost by 20 points, and they were out-rebounded by 16. That has always been the staple of North Carolina basketball. We know this. Got to give them credit, as again, they were able to out-rebound the Duke Blue Devils in this one, 37-34. North Carolina only turned the basketball over five times. Duke did a fair job, too, just nine turnovers for Duke in the game against North Carolina. But in the second half, North Carolina shot 59% from the floor. Duke shot 42% from the floor in the second half of play. Armando Baycott, 23 points, seven rebounds, 10 of 11 shooting from the floor in 30 minutes of action. Brady Manick, 20 points, 5 of 10 from three-point range, 11 rebounds, 40 minutes. He played the entire game. Leaky Black, 6 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists in 38 minutes. Caleb Love, 4 of 17 shooting from the floor, 22 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists in 38 minutes. 15 points in the second half for Caleb Love. 15 of his 22 came after halftime as he started the game shooting 0 of 8 from the floor, but then started to pick it back up. And R.J. Davis had a really nice game for North Carolina as well. He had 21 points, 9 of 16 shooting from the floor, 2 of 4 from three-point range, 5 rebounds, 4 assists in 40 minutes. So Manic and R.J. Davis played the entire game. Black and Love had 38 minutes, and Armando Baycott, 30 minutes of competition. Armando got in a little bit of foul trouble early, with two fouls, but every time he was off the floor, Duke would continue to make a run. If you were watching the broadcast on ESPN, they love to pop those graphics on the side of the screen to show you the plus and minus of North Carolina basketball in that contest when Armando was on the bench versus when he was on the floor. After the game, Duke basketball head coach Mike Krzyzewski said that Armando Baycott is the ACC player of the year. If it were his decision to make that distinction, Armando, very impressive performance against Duke. Brady Manick, though, 5 of 10 from three-point range. Every time Duke was trying to make a run later in the second half, it felt like Manick was able to make a big-time shot from the outside. And if you recall, in the meeting versus Duke in Chapel Hill, Brady Manick was the only bright spot in that game for North Carolina. Duke did a much better job of putting Baycott in foul trouble, and he just wasn't effective whatsoever in that first meeting. And Manick had 21 points. He was the only, only guy that did anything versus Duke. So 20 points this time. Four guys scoring over that 20-point mark for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Baycott with 23, Manick with 20, Love with 22, and R.J. Davis with 21. What was so impressive, those starters for North Carolina played all 20 minutes of the second half against Duke. Hubert Davis, their head coach, felt no need to sub at all in the second half. Those were his guys, and he wanted to close it out and find a way to pick up a victory for the first time since 1990 when Hubert Davis was a sophomore playing for the North Carolina Tar Heels. They were able to beat Duke as an unranked team when Duke was in the top five. Again, for the first time since 1990, 
and unranked North Carolina beat a top five Duke at Cameron Indoor. That's the other important distinction. And the last time it happened, Hubert Davis was playing on the basketball team for the Tar Heels, playing for uh, the late great Dean Smith, head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. So North Carolina, a 13-point victory over Duke. Again, Duke beat North Carolina by 20 in Chapel Hill. So the Blue Devils still have a seven-point advantage on the season totals, but none of that matters. It just sucks that in Coach K's final game, he walked away with the loss. There were so many former players that were in attendance. The pregame festivities were amazing. I loved listening to Coach K address the crowd after the game as well. I mean, just all around a truly special game for uh, Duke basketball. Just unfortunately, it's a loss at the end of the day. And when we look back on this day 25 years from now, you can't change history. It's still going to be a loss for Duke. And that just really, really sucks. Coming up next, we'll talk a little bit more about what went wrong for Duke in that second half in an ACC tournament preview. You were listening to Locked On Blue Devils. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. March is here. It's time for March Madness Conference Tournament Week for the Power Five conferences in college basketball. And we've got all the props that you need to know about at Bet Online. Also, giving you the latest odds, totals, and player performance props, the number one spot for all your sports betting needs at betonline.net. BetOnline, the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Not just basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and so much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Lockdown Blue Devils also brought to you today by Run Your Pool. March Madness is just a week away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going to go with the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, RunYourPool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all the stuff that you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, RunYourPool can help take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Clearly, we believe RunYourPool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chances to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Moving forward with Lockdown Blue Devils here today, my name is J.J. Jackson, the host of this program. Duke lost 94-81 to North Carolina over the weekend. What went wrong for the Blue Devils in the second half? Well, their defense did. A piss-poor, very bad performance from Duke in the loss against the North Carolina Tar Heels. The final 11 minutes of the game. Again, as I mentioned, Duke had seven-point leads three different times in that second half. And in the final 11 minutes of the game, North Carolina closed it out on a 38-20 to 20 lead, a plus-18 advantage to knock off the Duke Blue Devils. As we get set for the ACC tournament this week, and you look at those numbers, North Carolina scored 94 points in the game against our Duke Blue Devils, by far the most given up by Duke this season. Duke gave up 81 points twice. They gave up 81 against Gonzaga, that game that was played in 
Las Vegas. And then they also won a game 107 to 81 against the Citadel. So a really high scoring performance for Duke, and they still outscored their opponent by 26 in that one. But to 81 had been the prior high, and now North Carolina scored 94 against Duke. The highest points that Duke had given up in a loss this season was 79. That was in their overtime loss at Florida State. When you look at the game on Saturday, again, defense was the biggest issue. North Carolina scores 59, or excuse me, made 59% of their field goal attempts in that second half. And it was just such a special day for Coach K. Right before the game got going early in the morning, uh, they tweeted out a graphic that listed 96 former players expected to be in attendance before the game. And we saw so many of them show up. And they were lined up before the game got started on the court, two lines, and Mike Krzyzewski walked out through each of them and gave them high fives and some love, and college game day was there all day long. On college game day, it was a very, very Duke-emphasized show as uh, there were moments where Jay Billis was interviewing the entire coaching staff about what it was like to see Coach K go through this final week, so he sat down with uh, John Shire, who, of course, is going to take over as the next head men's basketball coach. Nolan Smith, Chris Carwell, and Emil Jefferson. Later in college game day, J.J. Reddick, Shane Battier, Steve Wojciechowski, and Trajan Langdon made appearances on the program to talk about their experiences playing for Coach K. I mean, it was just, if you love Duke basketball, you loved every single second of college game day this past weekend. It's just so bittersweet that it all came to an end. Bitter, of course, because there's no more games to be played. That's what Vincent Price, the Duke University president, was talking about. But uh, sweet getting to sit there and reflect on everything that Coach K has done for Duke basketball. I went back and you kind of think about some of the greats for Duke, and sometimes they didn't necessarily have uh, the best exits from Cameron Indoor themselves. Grant Hill, Shane Battier, Sheldon Williams, J.J. Redick, all four of those guys were in attendance. All four of those guys have their jersey numbers retired in the rafters, number 33 for Grant Hill, number 31 for Shane Battier, number 23 for Sheldon Williams, and number four for J.J. Redick. And all four of those guys lost on senior day. So their last playing memories uh, did not go the way they wanted to. For Duke, with Grant Hill and Shane Battier, they lost on senior day, and they still went on to play in the national championship game that year, Grant Hill lost the 1994 title game. Arkansas defeated Duke that year. And then Shane Battier lost, or won, excuse me, Shane Battier definitely won that 2001 title, one of the five national championships that Duke basketball and Coach K have won over his 42 years of being the head coach. So hopefully this Duke team can turn it into a positive. They can get better from this. I really do think this team is going to do better than this. You think about this basketball team being made up of mainly 18 and 19 year old players because it's so young. You've got a 20 year old, 20 year old Wendell Moore Jr. who's very young to be in his junior season athletically at the college level. I cannot imagine the pressure that they felt knowing that it was Coach K's final game there, knowing that all of these former players were there. I mean, they kept panning over, and Christian Leitner and Kyle Singler were kind of in the back of the player section, pretty much chopping it up the whole game. And I can't even believe what it would have been like to be a player feeling that pressure, wanting to send your head coach out on top. And so now uh, Duke, for whatever reason, has been playing much better basketball at neutral sites and away from home this season as Duke has not lost a game in a neutral site setting this year and the only road games that Duke lost on the season were at Florida State, at Ohio State, and uh, that was it. That was it. Duke lost at home to North Carolina, Virginia, 
and to Miami. So Duke will get set for the ACC tournament now. You look at the series between Duke and North Carolina since 2000. There have been a couple of years like this year where Duke wins in Chapel Hill and the Tar Heels win in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Duke won in the Dean Dome but lost in Cameron Indoor in 2006, 2008, 2012, 2016, and now 2022. So five times since the turn of the century has that happened. All right, as we look at the ACC tournament set to be played this week in Brooklyn, it'll start on Tuesday at the Barclays Center, the New York Life ACC tournament. You've got the 10-15 game, the 12 uh, versus 13 game, and 11 versus 14 game when you take a look at the seedings for these games that are set to be played. And then also uh, we take a look at the standings getting set for the tournament. Duke, of course, will be the one seed. They do not play until Thursday. They've got a double bye to the quarterfinals. Duke basketball knows that they will play on Thursday at noon Eastern. They're going to play the winner of the 8-9 game. So eight-seeded Florida State, nine-seeded Syracuse. Let me just run through the standings and seedings for you really quickly. Duke number one, Notre Dame number two, North Carolina number three, Miami at four, number five is Wake Forest, number six is Virginia, Virginia Tech is at seven, number eight, Florida State, number nine, Syracuse, number 10, Clemson, number 11, Louisville, number 12, Pittsburgh, number 13, Boston College, number 14, Georgia Tech, number 15, NC State. And again, Duke will play the winner of that Florida State and Syracuse game, eight versus nine, and they'll play them on Thursday at noon Eastern. Duke this season against Florida State went one and one. They lost in Tallahassee, but won in Cameron Indoor Stadium. And then Duke went two and zero on the season against Syracuse. Mike Shashevsky uh, beat his old buddy Jim Beheim by twenty plus points in those meetings this season. So we'll see if Duke plays either of those teams for the third time. Uh, it's always difficult to beat a team three times, and Duke would have to do that if they play Syracuse. But you got to feel good about Duke's chances. Hopefully Duke can win nine straight games to close out the year. That would be three wins to be ACC tournament champions, and then that would be six wins to be NCAA tournament champions. The semifinals of the ACC tournament will be this Friday at 7 o'clock Eastern time, and then Saturday night the ACC tournament championship game at 8.30 Eastern. All those games will be televised on ESPN, and that will be giving you a full preview of the ACC tournament and what to expect as we continue throughout the week here on Locked on Blue Devils. We're going to take one more break in today's program. When we come back, a recap of the weekend in Duke Athletics. Today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils is brought to you by Stat Hero. Man, do I love March Madness, and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Hero's NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Hero's NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a game plan that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, and funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. They simply post sets of players for you to take with the set of players you can choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. 
Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on promo code Locked on terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. I love Built Bar. It helps me get my day going. Start of another week here, and I started my day on this Monday with Built Bar. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And you're making the best choice by going with Built Bar. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 is that promo code. Built Bar has tons of different flavors to choose from, including mint brownie, coconut raspberry, coconut almond, cookies and cream, white chocolate cookies and cream, and a whole lot more. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Built Bar is a proud sponsor of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Final segment here today on Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson is my name. Let's talk about the weekend of Duke Athletics. Duke Baseball picked up a series victory over Bucknell. It was an interesting series for Duke. They won on Friday night by a score of 17-1. to My goodness. They lost on Saturday 8-6, to and then Duke Baseball won on Sunday 18-1. to So Duke won by 16 in the first game. They won by 17 in the third game of the series, but they lost that middle game by two. Fortunately, Duke does pick up the series victory. The Blue Devils are now 6-5 and overall on the season. On Tuesday and Wednesday this week, they're playing home games with UMass Lowell, and then this upcoming weekend, Duke starts ACC play. The Blue Devils will have a three-game series versus Virginia. Again, this is a Duke baseball team that are the reigning ACC tournament champions. In the 18-1 victory yesterday over Bucknell, the Blue Devils outhit the Bison 20-3. Very impressive. One of the premier players this weekend for Duke was Chris Davis, who's a graduate transfer. He had a four-year career playing for Princeton, did a really nice job playing there in the Ivy League, and is now transferred to Duke. On Friday night, Chris Davis went 4-for-4, a home run, three RBIs, and he was a double shy of the cycle. So he got a triple. Chris Davis is the son of Reese Davis, the ESPN broadcaster, college game day host. So this past weekend, of course, Reese Davis spent a lot of time in Durham inside Cameron Indoor Stadium hosting all of their shows on college game day. They showed some Duke baseball highlights to let Reese's son get a little bit of airtime. He didn't know it was coming, and That was really awesome to see. So let's see if this Duke baseball team can pick up some wins this week and this upcoming weekend. Hopefully Chris Pollard and that squad, the head coach for Duke, can uh, have a good start to ACC play. Over the weekend, Duke men's lacrosse picked up a victory. Number 10 Duke won in men's lacrosse 14-8 over number 19 Richmond. Goalkeeper Mike Adler had a career-high 20 saves for Duke as the Blue Devils are now 7-2 and two overall on the season. Brendan O'Neill and Joe Robertson had three goals each. Andrew McAdory, Nakai Montgomery, Dyson Williams, those three guys had two assists each to help the Duke offense. This upcoming Saturday, Duke will be back in action at Loyola. That's the next game for Duke. Again, the number 10 team in the country in men's lacrosse with a 7-2 and two record overall on the season. And then finally, I want to talk to you a little bit about Duke softball. 
the Duke softball team swept Georgia Tech over the weekend. They are now 16-3 and overall on the year, 3-0 and in the ACC. Duke won 9-1 in five innings on Friday, 10-3 on Saturday, and yesterday they won by a score of 3-1. I actually did the play-by-play, as I mentioned, for the Duke softball game yesterday in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. It was such an honor and a joy to be heard there on the ACC Network Extra in my broadcasting career. I've done a good number of work with the uh, SEC Network. Too many games to count over the years on the digital side of things and uh, have done a couple of ACC Network volleyball games but made my debut over the weekend. And to be there for Duke softball was a whole lot of fun. Enjoyed chatting with Duke softball head coach Marissa Young before the game got going, and this Duke team, a whole lot of fun this season. They lead the ACC in batting average. They lead the ACC in home runs. They hit tons of home runs there at Mooborn Field in Atlanta. Christina Foreman, one of the top players for Duke and the leading home run hitter for the Blue Devils, got injured on Saturday. She fouled a pitch back off of her cheek and uh, really gruesome injury, started bleeding immediately, and uh, she was out for Sunday's game as Giselle Tapia filled in, and Tapia hit a two-run home run in Foreman's position. So we're praying for Christina Foreman. Hopefully she can have a quick recovery and be back out there for Duke because when her bat is in the lineup, really good things happen for the Duke Blue Devils. Peyton St. George was the starting pitcher for Duke against Georgia Tech. She went all seven innings, had the complete game victory, and surpassed the 500 strikeout mark for a career. She becomes the first Duke softball player to ever have 500 strikeouts in a career. Remember, Duke softball's first season was back in 2018. Duke softball head coach Marissa Young was an All-American pitcher as a player herself. She had 927 strikeouts as a player against Michigan, and she's teaching all of these Duke softball pitchers. So they've got a really good player to play for or or coach to learn from. Again, Peyton St. George over the 500 strikeout mark here as a senior, and her head coach had 927 in her career. So a long way to go to catch up with Coach Young. On Tuesday, Duke softball will host Penn State. Georgia Tech played Penn State twice this season already, and the Yellow Jackets won both of those meetings. So if the transitive property holds true, Duke should win their game on Tuesday against Penn State. But you got to go out there, play it, take care of business. On Wednesday, Duke will have another non-conference game against Charlotte. And then this upcoming weekend, Duke softball their ACC home opening weekend when they host a three-game series against NC State. whole lot of fun on today's edition of Locked on Blue Devils. Make sure you listen to us coming up tomorrow. Again, my name is JJ Jackson. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Now check out the Locked On Tar Heels podcast with my buddy Isaac Shade so you can hear his recap of Saturday's game between our Duke Blue Devils and those Tar Heels. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.